Oh, hello, friends. Welcome out here to the Lake House on a Texas Tailgate Monday with EMLK Radio, Texas Tailgate Radio, Bourbon Trail Radio, and TexasSelectRadio.com. Brought to you by SmithMusic.com. <laughs> also, the Lake House out here in lovely Eagle Mountain Lake, Texas. It's not quite as lovely as it normally is. We've had two amazing Mondays in a row. And all of a sudden, the sour, gray, cold skies of winter <laughs> keep all the people from being here. Last Monday, we were here. There were place was packed. People are eating chicken nuggets, drinking tea, Texas Select tea. Oh, yeah. And cold Texas Select beer, non-alcoholic beer. Oh, and having a good and time. And today, it's like dry gulch in Dodge City. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is kind of cold. Yeah, it's like dry gulch. I like dry gulch. Today, we've got Cade Calloway and David Tribble. What's up? Hanging What's out up? With us. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How y'all doing? Man, I'm kind of digging that piano player. Oh, yeah. Right here. They're really going off. That's got to be a telly right there. That's a telly. That's Brent Mason, you know. (laughs) The fun part about this show is we're not supposed to talk about our theme song, but Brent Mason's a badass. (laughs) We kind of just play it because we think it works great for here. Well, man, what do you got going on, big buddy? Man, uh, same old stuff. Just trying to make it. Man, are you making it? I'm. Uh, you said you're trying to make it. Are you making it? Hey, I'm doing all right. Doing just That's right, fine. man. Well, don't complain because nobody Can't. listens. We've learned that in our yes. in our advanced age. <laughs> That's right. Ain't no yeah. use to complain. Well, like we told you, man, we get kind of get cranking. You got a song on deck for us? You ready to rock yeah. it out? First one. Yeah, let's oh, get your yeah. number all one right. going. Let's see, and then we'll do a little bit of talking and stuff. All right. The song is called County Line. First time I've ever played it live. Oh, Dude, there's a first time for everything. Yeah. Don't, hey, don't mess up. Oh, I'm not. Got it. <laughs> it's only been like two years since I played it. Well, I woke up with East Texas heavy on my mind. I know better, but I'll probably go back one more time. Now I know, dear, that I've hurt you, no need to remind. But I'm headed down south to see you cross that old county line. I'll take one way ticket back to your heart trying to hold back this feeling it's tearing me apart I've had my chance you set me free now I can't help but wonder what you think of me Been calling your phone every damn day. I wish you would answer just to hear what I'd say. And 
you could imagine just how we could be in the end and I'm making an issue is holding me down I'm gonna pack up my things Get out of this town I'll take one way ticket Back to your heart Trying to hold back this feeling It's tearing me apart I've had my chance You set me free Now I can't help but wonder you think of me and I just crossed the county line and I'll try you just one more time if you pick up the phone my plan all along Take this one-way ticket I'll take one-way ticket Back to your heart Trying to hold back this feeling It's tearing me apart I've had my chance You set me free Now I can't help but wonder What you think of me Thank me. Woo. First song ever. Out <laughs> a boy, give it up for him. I was probably. How are y'all? Howdy, howdy, howdy. everybody. <laughs> I was probably 15 when I wrote that. That's good. Now that wasn't the first one, right? The very first. Is that the very first song you've ever written? The very first song. Oh man, and he just wrote it right then. So he got that out of the way, it dude. Got it out fast. That's crazy. Like, We're gonna do this. Not, he didn't Be even wait. Bush. He didn't even wait for us to ask. <laughs> you know, so we kind of just dive into this here. Yeah, we get everybody to sing the first song that they've ever written. Some of them are absolutely amazing. Some of them are awful. Some of them are horrible. <laughs> Some up, dude. There's one, and I think we talk about this all the time. Race Ricketts. It, it's probably the best song I've ever heard him sing. Yeah. It was really good. And we were just like, that's the first song, you know? Oh, man. And it's just kind of one of those deals. It's, I guess, man, when you write, that one was good. What did you, so what are we, oh, what are we grading? So one through five. What, what one that through was, five? Oh, yeah. I'm four? Four? I mean, that's I a, four. Uh, yeah. It had good, chord, had good chord structure. I, I, I like his, like, he's, he's over there critiquing his. Like, he no, said, well, I'm a little generous. Too high, <laughs> too high. Too high. I like it when y'all do that, right? <laughs> I feel like most people kind of look down at their first song, but I mean, you got to start somewhere. That is. Well, I right. think that's cool that you actually did that, man. Right? You know, um, yeah. and, and the fun part about it is, is like you said, you got it out of the way. So tell us what you got going on. I know you just released a, a six-song album. album, right? Six it's song. Yeah. It's oh, out yeah, on yeah. Smith Music. You got that going? Yeah. I what just, have you been doing? So um, I just recently. Uh, got on with Smith Music and uh, right after I released the album I wanted to release the album with Smith Music but uh, 
Yeah, so it's uh, volume one, six songs, uh, one intro, and uh, it's uh, a lot of love songs, a lot of failed love, love songs. songs. Yeah. Failed? failed love? What's a so failed ma- love So hold song. on a minute. So this is what I got to ask you. At 20 <laughs> years old, what do you know about failed love? See, tainted <laughs> love. Hey, that tainted te- love. You know, they say the teenage love is the hardest love. There's probably some truth to that, dude. I'm not I'm not busting on you. It's just been such a long time for since I've recollected teenage love uh, that, you know, when you're a fossil, yeah. that you don't even get it. Yeah. But I think you're right, dude. I, I, there is legitimacy to what he said. So, <laughs> so that song right there, what inspired that song? That song... Uh, so uh, I used to have a, a girlfriend that lived in uh, Grapeland, and I, I was living in Elkhart at the time. It's a little okay. sm- small town, nowhere, but uh, anyways. So <laughs> there was a county line right in between Grapeland and Elkhart. It's the Anderson County line. And uh, it was just kind of like that thing, like I just crossed the county line. Just That was the kind of idea of it. See, I kind of like that. We just crossed the county line. Yeah. yeah. You know, I start walking your way. I'm you start walking, walking your way. Yeah, we'll song. meet in the middle. Not the underneath middle. the Georgia pine. Yeah, that's it though. That's yeah, what it was. That, well, they, that's in a, See, I just dated ourselves. We just sang a Diamond and Rio song, didn't we? I love it. Well, cool, song. man. So yeah, tell yeah. us where did the evolution of that? Tell us the story behind the album. Who you worked with on it? Um, tell us a little bit about where it was recorded at. Your stories were great. I loved hearing. The, the where you started from and where it was recorded and how it was recorded that was cool yeah man so uh originally i started uh i did my f- my first single at rosewood uh together and uh just from there i mean i've been writing these these handful of songs i probably had since i started writing and this is just kind of co- a collection of my favorites and just kind of what i wanted to put out first but uh so yeah, I worked with uh, Rosewood on the producing, and then I released the second song, uh, "Almost All I Need," and I wrote that with Colby and JT. So Colby they Cooper, kinda, yeah, Colby Cooper, yeah. yeah. Oh, so uh, <laughs> name drop. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Is there is there a bunch of Kobe's? Well, you know the cool part about that is we need it. So we need a bell that yeah. every time somebody ding. mentions somebody oh, famous, yeah. we got ding. to. Gotcha. So, so, and then, and then we could have you count, right? You can click, say, click, click. How many times? If he, oh, well, you're not going to have many if dings. He did it, if he did it like more than six times, you know. Well, I'm really just teasing. We've had some people on here, and you know, we've all DJ could probably win the name yeah. drop contest because yeah, he, he deals with all kinds of people. But we've had guys that have dropped the name drop on us. And you know, I'm kind of, it's cool yeah. the first time. The first time. Yeah, it's yeah. cool the second time as long as it's, if it's somebody really overly interesting. Like, yeah, dude, like, there's a couple of them, like, like we talk about. You know, Kobe's an interesting one. Yeah. And then you're about to say who would be over, it would be okay. You'd get a hall pass to drop that. Probably like a, probably like a Cody Johnson or a. Yeah, Willie Nelson. Ooh. Yeah, Johnny Cash. Johnny, dude, we if you're going to go that way, dude, yeah. if you're going to do that stuff, bro, you can do it the whole show. Oh, yeah. Right? We get a hall pass for that. But <laughs> well, you start. I'm a little you know, young yeah, to well, be. <laughs> but if you did it, I'm going to really laugh because, man, you're like 95 and a 20 year old's body. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I would have liked to work with those guys. Dude, isn't that cool? So, 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 revert. So, let's just go again. Like I told you, this is a completely different show. What would your music sound like? If you grow up in the era that those guys were out, honestly, man, I think it probably would be more honky tonk. 
Yeah. I feel Ooh. like I feel like I would be more of kind of what my dad did. Like he was more nineties country, you know, yeah. But I mean <laughs> But then you got that. outlaw country, so it's like yeah, we nineties country wasn't very outlaw. Yeah, no. Are you more an outlaw? No, I'm more of nineties country. Oh, like, man. like legitimately, he you lived know, it. Well, he, I lived the nineties country. Like, I literally lived it. Like, oh, I yeah. started playing. House you were there for that. Billy Bob's. House Bandit, Billy Bob's. Yeah, toured all over the country playing cover music, dude. Like, legitimately, I started playing music in a time when it wasn't cool. Okay. To do your own original music, you guys have so much cool stuff. Like he you was literally, country. you when literally, country wasn't. Yeah, cool. I was country when country wasn't cool. <laughs> I was Thanks, gonna buddy. sing that, but <laughs> yeah, dude, if you did it, I would, I'd stand up, hold my heart. It's like, the, it's like an anthem. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember wearing straight like straight legged Levi's, Ooh. strapping down and turning up Joe's. So, so starched, that yeah, they yeah. staying on there. Yeah, own. but so I grew up in that time, and you'd have to sneak your music. Oh yeah, in between. And it had to sound like everything else would be like, what the hell's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, there was literally a place here in town. And, man, I'm actually going to name it because I think it kind of taught me <laughs> some stuff. Rodeo Exchange in the Fort Worth oh, Stockyards. There you go. That was a five-night-a-week room. So you, you'd walk in there. Man, and, the, and we could make twelve, thirteen hundred $1,300 a week playing music by playing five nights there. In the wow. 90s. In the 90s. So you'd have... Tuesday and Wednesday, man, it was slow. You generally play an hour and a half. Billy Bob's was the same exact way. Yep. Billy Bob's used to be seven nights a week. You'd wow, go in there really? and you'd play a, a Monday through a Sunday. Like, that's when I started playing there. Yeah. Oh, my so, but And they would pay. I'm not even going to disclose. I think they still pay the same right now per Ooh. night that they did 25 years ago. <laughs> I'm trying to get that check. Okay, okay. Well, but what was crazy was that Rodeo Exchange... Thursday night was ladies' night, and they did dance lessons, but they also gave away free barbecue. Oh. And so, dude, you'd get brisket and beans and, and sausage. Oh, that's stockyards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then what would happen is at about 9.30, they'd do the dance lessons. About 9.30, that place would pack out at the point. You couldn't get it off the stage to pee, and it was that way Friday <laughs> and Saturday. God. Dude, when I started there, Ty Herndon was playing there. Little Texas was playing there. Trace, Ad- Trace Atkins had just played there. Wow. Sons of the Desert, which is yep. Drew Womack, <clears throat> they came out of those rooms. And so I was bred in those 90s. Yeah. Like, your dad and I are probably peas in a pot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know? yeah. And so, but, but see, to me, that was, that was re- really when country started taking the turn. You oh, know, yeah. because a lot of what you see now still has a 90s feel to it. Yeah, or people that you also have the people that are trying to to generate that particular sound you know i mean there's that's i feel like nowadays if whatever you're passionate about you have a chance or an audience anywhere to do what you want you know i think uh you can (laughs) yeah that's right that's right but like you go on tiktok or whatever you play what you want to play and somebody's gonna love what you do so are are you active on tiktok uh yeah, I'm not a I'm not a major TikToker. I would, I need to be because that's just what, what make, it is. What makes somebody a major TikToker? I mean, are you on TikTok often? <laughs> uh, you know, for for work. I feel like you know. just you know, there's people on there that go and they do live streams and they stay on there for three, four, five hours. Yeah, at we a have time. an artist named Nate Burnham that we work with, and he does that so, all the time. <clears throat> it's interesting, you know. Like, you just said something really crazy, right? <clears throat> Sorry. Social media has kind of changed to where you as an artist can actually go on. And you just said something. No matter how good, bad, indifferent the style, there's going to be somebody that likes it. Yeah. And we see people 
that are actually out playing large festivals now that started on TikTok. They had six yeah. songs that they wrote and legitimately can't do a 25 or 30 minute set or, at a or, festival. Or no they, will, they will try to walk off the stage at 30 Still minutes covers. and the guy's like, hey, 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 yeah. and make them play acoustic till it was done. Yeah. I saw that happen on Highway 30 in, in, yeah. in Idaho. So I'm not going to mention the artist, but I saw that happen. So it's great. It's a great thing that you know these people can can have a platform or basically build their own platform but when it comes time to actually you know showing your stuff and you know it's not behind a screen anymore it's real life you know you gotta deliver still well and it's funny that you talk about that big because that is where experience yeah that's why there's no such thing really to, how do i say this man you can't put a price on Three or four or five or six years in honky tonks, beer no. joints, yeah. playing live dues. venues, paying your dues. Because man, at the end of the day, look at how crazy that's turned out. Yeah. Some of those guys that 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 wind up doing something on those social media platforms, some of them wind up fading away because they weren't prepared for the opportunity. Right. Yeah, I I feel like honestly, man, I feel like I've got a little bit of that too, you know, just and how I started because I started on social media. That's how I started. You know, playing covers and figuring out if I but, even could. But you just said something really cool. You started out playing covers. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's, man, some of my favorite guys that I've seen that are making fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a gig. Played with a guy named Chauncey Williams up in Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. And he was a headliner. Man, 50% of his show is songs that people know and feel yeah. good. And he's got six albums out. Yeah. You know, and he does that because of the relatability. Yeah. People you know, love and it. so there's nothing wrong with there's with, absolutely not and whatever your influences are you can do that right and i think there's probably some of that too but a lot of people get so caught in their mind oh, i gotta play my own music yeah. well dude your own music is a product of what you listen to yeah, as exactly. you learned yeah, right definitely mm-hmm. yeah that's a great point I've, so uh, in your experience on tiktok what, what what's the cover that that did the best so um if just off the top of my head i did a uh a Whiskey Myers cover. Oh, which one? And that was kind of, it was a Broken Window Serenade. Oh. And I played the harmonica oh, cool. and everything. And they just, once I brought out the harmonica, I really noticed a shift in how they interacted with the Isn't video. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's like. You know, mate, try the kazoo. Yeah, I mean, you just <laughs> add that one little thing. But, but the harmonica is, so harmonica is kind of an interesting, interesting um, um, instrument, right? We've got a couple guys that play it. And man, you don't really have to play it super well for no. people to think that you play it well. But it has to be on key, though. Yeah, well, and what's funny is I know guys that are playing that know four licks. Yeah. And they put it in their mouth and they play it with the music and the whole place goes crazy. And oh, I'm yeah. thinking, dude, what's the guy that plays with Stapleton Willie? What's his name? Oh, yeah. You, dude, uh, that Raul. guy's kill- that, yeah. that, that dude's killer. The dude that played with uh, Blues Traveler. That's a harmonica player. Oh, yeah. man. But I got a couple guys that bend, bend up some cross harp, man, and they play five or six licks and go, <laughs> <laughs> and man, everybody's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, dude, okay. There's an art to it. Yeah. It definitely is. But, like, I, the reason I got into uh, uh, harmonica in the first place was because of Ryan Bingham playing, like, his songs and just his style of playing. It's, it's not... I mean, he's very, very talented musician, but it's his type of music isn't as polished. You know what I mean? It's got that, got it's that gritty feeling. Raw. Well, and he's one of those guys that plays five or six different licks, yeah. and that's about all yeah. he does. But it fits what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, those, those, that, dude, harmonic is fun, and I, can't, 
I can play probably four or five. Mm-hmm. Not very well. <laughs> but I used to work at a music store. And so on Sundays, there'd be nobody there, and I learned how to play piano and bass yeah. and harmonica. And piano I carried into live gigs, but harmonica just... Ne- I, I worked it up on a couple songs, and it was kind of fun. Did, have you ever met the guy that, that rolls around in the stockyards with the bandoleros? Yes, the, dude. Uh, uh, the <laughs> He'll get up and play with you, and he's out of key half the time. Yeah, you, oh, man. But it's so much fun. Yeah, he gets down on it. Well, he dude, pulls he's, out that train horn he's jamming, thing. dude. It's kind of one of those yeah, deals, jams, you know? Jam. Yeah. So, man... Pick your next song off your off your. What do you want to showcase that you that really like? And I know we talked about three or four or five of those. And let's rock okay, it out. Uh, yeah. So tell us a little pre-story and then a little story after. All right. Cool. So I'll, um so name drop. I'll do the I'll do the song <laughs> yeah. me and Colby and JT wrote. Ding ding. Uh, <laughs> bing bing. That's two. Yeah. So uh, anyways, she's counting over there. She's counting over there oh, too. Yeah, she'll keep track. She'll keep track. <laughs> I'm teasing, man. But this this song is just about like. Uh, I get. What Uh-oh. the hell are you doing here? <laughs> you like Anyways, he okay. snuck in, huh? I just didn't expect to see him. Uh, <laughs> got some cool stories with that guy too. Uh, anyway, so this song is just—it's uh, about, I guess, not letting anybody bring you down, or oh, oh, I guess a woman specifically. <laughs> this is called almost. And all those I damn need. women—they inspire so many different songs, <laughs> don't they? They're the best kind, in my opinion. <laughs> Anyways, all right, here we go. Eighty-five in a ragged-out Chevy. Is this thing spoken or is that just me? Yeah, it looks like hell, but just wait and see that it'll get me there. There's a bottle rolling round in the backseat to take my mind off of you and me. It ain't Jack, but it's hard to be cause it'll get me there. Yeah, it'll get me there You can try to change the man I am But you can't make me give a damn about Anything that I never even wanted at all I guess some things just ain't meant to be Yeah, you're almost all I need This old heart ain't made for love And I ain't never been good at that stuff Maybe one day I'll grow up And it'll get me there Yeah, it'll get me there Try to change the man I am But you can't make me give a damn Yeah, you're almost all I need Yeah, you 
change the man I am But you can't make me give a damn about anything And I never even wanted it all Yeah, I guess some things just ain't meant to be Yeah, you're almost all I need Yeah, you're almost all I need Y'all so much. Oh yeah. Okay. Story behind that song. You said it was a woman. Let's get in depth. Uh. So. A woman. <laughs> okay. So there was it, there wasn't a particular woman involved. So it was just kind of like a hypothetical. Is that a disclaimer? It's Probably. not a. There's a particular, but you just don't want to name your. No, pool. there's really no. There wasn't a particular. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble. But you can you can think about any particular. My woman. particular yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah I'm the, doing. I was doing it the whole song. That's the best yeah, way. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was pretty fun, right? We don't tell nobody that kind no, of stuff. No, do you? I can't. Well, sometimes it's fun to disclose if the people know the people. Oh yeah. That's yeah, awesome, like, dude. Then so you could do another name drop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the bell out. <laughs> oh yeah. So, man, let's talk a little bit about your writing process. I think okay. that's cool. Yeah. I know. With that, there was three writers, right? Yourself, right. Colby, and who else? Uh, oh, hold on. Ding, ding, ding! Yeah. I just did it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't I? I just did it. Hey. So it's uh, J.T. Sharp. Uh, oh, cool. A friend of his. So tell me a little bit about how that went. You know, with the co-write. Okay. Talk about it. So this is the f- the first time I have ever wrote with somebody in particular. Like I've always wrote by myself, but uh, going into it, uh, Colby had an idea. He just he was just strumming the or the. That's all he had. Just that kind of groove, driving kind of beat, and he was just thinking like. Uh, uh, he was just thinking, 85 in a ragged house. Well, it used to be 85 in an old Chevy. But that changed in the studio. But, uh, yeah, so you kind of just have a like a seed, basically, just like a one tiny piece of a song. And you can kind of see where you can take it, you know. You just have to be really open-minded and think about what kind of what kind of song would that be you know how does that make you feel and then you just go from there and kind of build on the song and and that the way that it works you, you but so how long did it take you for that song that song was quick that was probably uh 3 hours yeah maybe. cool yeah. man yeah. that is a quick ride but when you get into it you you get in a groove definitely and every song is different you know, I mean, some songs I've took, I've taken two, three weeks on. Dude, you know. sometimes they sit for years. Yeah, years. yeah. Forever. And then you go back and revisit. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. See, to me, that's that. Those sometimes the quick ones are always wind up to be in the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, this is definitely what's going to be on this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you already know, <laughs> you right? You know. Especially when there's that one particular woman. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how you get in trouble. I'm you know? well, I, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you, him, who? 
Who? Any, any of us? General, Damn it. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. what, what it is y'all got going on over there. <laughs> we, just, we just always have something going on. <laughs> we've got a, it's our it's our it's it's our innuendo. Oh. Yeah, we've we've got mm-hmm. a, I've got a songwriting pal, you do too. Yeah. We have a mutual songwriting pal that had to write his new single coming out here in a couple of weeks was written because his wife he he felt like he needed to write a song for his wife because he had so many songs for other individuals. That's right. In his life. Yeah. And he's like, I got to write one for her. That's right. He did. And it, 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 it was a good one at that point, too. Oh, yeah, it did. It's a really it strong really song. Did, yeah. So uh, the stuff we got going on here is just the, the parallels of the songwriting universe that inspire the male songwriter to write. <laughs> right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah. I'm being really serious because yeah. it's, it, there's, there's, there's always about that, that when we, we're sarcastic about the female, it's always about a female, but it's a multitude of reasons. There's so many different reasons. Well, and, but, but you know what's so funny? Those different reasons fall under about five or six of the same umbrella. Yeah, yeah. It's just variances of those, of those different things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's love, yes. it's loss, it's cheating, it's heartbreak, right? We can think of a couple more, you know. My, um, my um, one is one is lit- legitimately. Um, I can't get you off my mind if you won't get off my face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Bubba Wesley last week. <laughs> that was last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now that one is under its own little umbrella, way on <laughs> the like a, on the censorship shy side, yeah. you know. But it was funny, <laughs> yeah. and we're all sitting there going. He goes, "Can I do this?" I said, "Well." Um, I don't see any little kids. No, yeah, there's sure, no kids. Go ahead, because this is this is PG seventeen sometimes. <laughs> you know, no size sometimes, yeah. and it depends. But that, but that was a little of a of a difference. I yeah. and I talked to him yesterday, and I I laughed about that again. <laughs> that same song. But like for you, you know, they all funnel under that umbrella, and they're different scenarios. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the details, what, and I think what's cool about that is it makes things relatable, right? Yeah, definitely. I know we tease about the same umbrellas, but you can write something that I may have had an experience that was similar with different details, but it, it translates right. to me yeah. different. Yeah, right? I think uh, most. I feel like most songwriters start out writing about love, just because it's, you know, everybody goes through it in some way. It's low hanging fruit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it is. Love it is, is low hanging fruit. It's something yeah. we all something we all experience, struggle I guess. With yeah, you know, we struggle. Yeah, we all struggle. <laughs> yeah. We all struggle. You know, <laughs> I know I would, uh, how can I miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> that's right. Girl don't go away mad, just go away. <laughs> just go don't, don't, go away. Please. I would uh, write a that's song. That's a Motley Crue song. <laughs> I'd uh, write a song and I would take it to my dad. And I'd be like, you know, what do you think of this song? And he'd be like, another song about a damn girl. Is like, that what he would say <laughs> to yeah, you? Yeah, he'd be like, what? <laughs> write something else. Write about anything else. Man, uh, um, what what do you say? <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, somebody says vocals need to come up. Everything else is oh, good. Thomas. Okay. Thank you, Thomas Wright. I appreciate yeah. you. If you are listening. You probably heard that just now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Got ya. Uh, um, uh, we, we've heard a couple of songs. Uh, uh, we, I'd love to talk about your song, Hollywood. 
Okay. Uh, that's the one that's. I we, did like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's I like talking kinda, about Hollywood. Uh, Hell that's yeah. The one we pitched stuff the album, and uh, you're you're about to start working it to radio. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, tell us a little bit of the story behind that, and uh, and segue into maybe playing it. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a segue. Hell yeah. So, um, man, this is my favorite song I think I've written thus far. Uh, I had an idea to write a song that was more kind of had like a 90s vibe i don't know if it turned out that way but it just like a matchbox 20 kind of style but I, I get that yeah after i heard it was it today or yesterday yeah probably we listen to the station it's playing on the stations yeah. too but uh <laughs> yeah so i i ended up i had the idea of the the first verse and i just kept thinking hollywood hollywood like i, I want a song called hollywood so i'm gonna try to write about it and it's like a it's just a like a metaphor. Uh, and I had to say it. I ended up writing it with my fiance. Oh, so uh, cool, man. Yeah. So it's just a, a love song, but it's like she could. She, there's no telling what that person might want in life, but she still wants to be with me. That's kind of the the idea of the song. He can't hear us. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, I've thank you. We'll see if we fix that. We'll fix that. We have a a audio engineer that's helping us with the radio side, Ooh, making yeah. sure that we are we are getting through. Yeah. <laughs> so let's play some Hollywood. Yeah, sure. Hollywood. Hollywood 
big screen Or the name upon the marquee But she still loves me She dreams Hollywood makeup and showing that girl at work just what she's made of. And I can't wait to hear about it when she wakes up. Yeah, she dreams Hollywood. Yeah, she dreams Hollywood. Yeah. Oh man! So you're about to send that off to radio? I guess so. I mean, I I'm wanting to. I'd love to. I I love that song with everything in me, man. But uh, it turned out great. <laughs> What's your favorite part about that song? Uh, so it goes like uh, it's like uh, it's like. And I just can't imagine why she chose me Yeah, but she chose me It's like, yeah. I, like she couldn't have chose me, but she did, and hell yeah. That's, that's like, right, bro. That's cool, man. Well, I, you know, it, we, you, as a writer, you find you enjoying specific things about oh, the yeah. song more than others, right? Yeah. There's songs that you hate, and then you'll have this one spot that makes the whole song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, and how that a, works. There's a key change, too, so it's like you start out playing here, and then you got to make the switch and guess where the, the key is before you start singing, so it's... It's fun to play. It's there great. you go, man. I, I bet your band loves you for it, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. But well, that's uh, great, man. So, so tell me what you've been. So, how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been writing for probably, I want to say, probably four years now. And performing live, how long you've been performing live? Probably two. What's four, been? Like, this is a dual question. So I'm going to ask you, what's been your most amazing experience? And what has been the worst thing that's ever happened to you while you're playing? Oh, shit. Okay, so <laughs> I ain't even going to name drop again, so don't even think about ringing that bell. But, uh, yeah, so the, I guess the best, the coolest experience that I've had was uh, playing Tulips in, uh, in uh, I think it's, Dallas, isn't Tulips is? It's here in Fort Worth. In okay, Fort Worth, yeah. yeah. So I played Tulips, and it was my first full band show. Oh and, man! Uh, and just like we love Jason over there. Oh man! Yeah. Oh yeah, it was good just, stuff. So I got to open for um, Carson Jeffrey and Gracie York. Oh, that's and, cool, man. Yeah, for sure. And they were super that's cool. Great. Had a badass green room, like. Yeah, Tulips just, is a really cool venue that's been out. And I, I've never had the experience of playing they there. They opened but every, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. It's very I'm, I'm glad they ended up staying around. Yeah, because it's a cool listening room for oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, the room and just the setup. And it was the first full band show. So it was just everything I could have. Well, what was the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, man. <laughs> 
That's going to be hard. You don't have to name no I try names. To, I try no to block names. that out of my head. Well, you know, the, sometimes those kind of things are like amazing learning experiences, yeah. right? Yeah. It's something that did you didn't want to go through, but when you hindsight 2020, it's a reflection that makes all of your successes and the times that are really good yeah. even better. All right, I got one. So, uh, so I don't know if before the show or whatever, I don't remember when I told you, but I told you that Colby had brought me on stage to, to sing a song with his band. Yeah. So, uh, so right before I was supposed to go on, I was waiting. I was looking at Kobe's set list, and I knew what song I was gonna go on to, but I was I was waiting for them to get to it. And then right before, uh, like two songs before <laughs> I was gonna go on, the the main place Cooper's Barbecue called me into the office to you know business. You know, thank you for playing whatever. And that man sat me down, and he was like, I want you to take this shot with me right now. Oh, no. And I was like, can't turn it down, really, because they're And he's being, a cool guy. Yeah, he's being nice about it, and it, I figured, hell, i am got to be one of the boys. What what shot did he throw down? I still to this day, can't remember what it <laughs> well, was. Thank God it wasn't a prairie fire. Oh, you know what a prairie God. fire is? I do not. Tequila with Tabasco. Oh. Your vocal cords are done. Yeah. They're done so, after yeah. a prairie fire. So I took that shot. And I'm sitting, I'm, you know, having a good time, whatever. We get done talking, and I'm walking through this crowd of people. The closer I get to the stage, man, it's just bubbling. Like, oh, it's just like. I got you, dude. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, was, I know that happens. It was getting hot. Like That happens a lot. So I make it backstage, and I end up uh, vomiting all over my shirt that I was wearing for the show. I had to change in the car. As soon as I was done changing, Colby called me on stage. Oh, my gosh. And there's a, there's a video out on YouTube where it's me walking through the door onto stage, and I just cleaned myself up after that. And, the, and so they saw you with the throw-up? No. No, oh, they he didn't. cleaned his shirt. Oh, no, no that, that was backstage. Oh, wow. I have a little decency. Well, little. Dude, I, you know, this is the man who would sing while taking a piss. Yeah, so. I've done that. Rodeo exchange up underneath my arm. <laughs> Oh Walk in gosh. with a wireless mic and be in there singing some song and just and everybody's looking at me, dude. And I'm like, cool, man. But you know, yeah. alcohol makes you do some interesting oh, things. Yeah. You know, that's it's funny the throw up story. You know, I, I've never told this before yeah. on air, but um, <laughs> mine is a throw up story. Funnily, ironically enough, and it was at Billy Bob's. Oh no! Oh my so God. this is this is this is funny. I love to grill out, right? Yeah. And man, this was what ninety seven, ninety eight, and I'd made these chicken kebabs. And man, so like literally, I made these chicken kebabs, and they were amazing. They tasted good. I don't think I even one. I either didn't cook them enough, Ooh. or two, oh they were gosh. bad. So, man, we're up, and what they do at Billy Bob's when you're on the honky-tonk stage is you play from 8 till 10, and you have two sets with a 15-minute break. Well, so I'm eating these, I, I'd eaten these chicken bobs, I'm in the middle of the first set. Oh, no. And it's bubble guts kick in. Oh. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, man, I look, and there's a, there's a trash can. You walk down the stage, and I don't even know, I think it's still the same way, but... I walked down the stage. I said, lead ride, keep going. So they're playing lead ride, and I'm in there, and I'm puking in this trash can. And I get done. I'm like, okay, safe. Go back up. I sing some more. Three times that first set I puke. Okay. Well, then, (laughs) this is the best. 
Well, then the set ends and you got 15 minutes. Well, have you been to Billy Bob's before? I've never been there. Okay, so oh, you got man. the main stage and at the end of each of those main stage, there's these private bathrooms, one on the right and one's on the left. So I ate the chicken kebabs and I'm rolling, dude, and I go in that bathroom and, I, and so it was both sides. Oh, no. It was front, top, and bottom. And oh. you know what I mean in when I say- In between sets, though? In, in between sets, bro. Oh, my God. So like, I'm like- <laughs> without being descript. Yeah, yeah. Well, go back. Great radio. Another, another set. Same exact thing. Okay. Well, man, it's finally kind of starting to subside, right? And I'm like yeah. ecstatic. I'm like, dude, feeling a little bit well, better. All of a sudden, it was bubble guts, right? Still got bubble guts going on. I, whatever it was, I got it out. But I'm sitting back in the back, and man, I knew the set was over. I get done at 9:45, and I'm sitting back there, and there's nobody there. Well, man, all of a sudden I'm sitting there and, and man, they open the gates at like 10, right? Yeah. For people to start coming through the rails. And I'm thinking, oh no. And I'm sitting here and I'm in here by myself and I'm thinking, oh, here comes more people. <laughs> well, I literally have this stuff going on. Yeah. Man, the ending was an exclamation point of epic proportions. And there was all this, without being descript, it was like gas yeah, bubbles, yeah, yeah. right? And do you, have you ever seen those those things where somebody throws like an M80 firecracker in the toilet and it's really, really loud? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, man, people are coming in. And I'm like, oh, my God. And all of a sudden, I feel this thing going. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I hear people walking in the bathroom. Oh, no. So, so man, there's nobody. Somebody come and gone. They're going to the bathroom. Well, all of a sudden, it comes out. And it is like a herd of elephants oh my God. running through the middle still, of the... Still, still in the same <laughs> break, though. <laughs> and man, there's nobody in there. And I'm thinking, oh God, there's nobody in here. And I got to walk out and they're going to know it's me. And somebody goes, God damn, did somebody die in there? And I'm like, oh you just no. walk out, go get I come, back on stage. I come out like this going, <laughs> trying to, try to hide out. your face. All over uncooked chicken. Oh my the shame. God. Yeah, it was like the, the, walk, it was the walk of shame. But I, worst experience I ever had. But I can laugh about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if anybody ever, like you're talking about, the guy sees you throw up with a shot. Yeah. I wonder if anybody, man, we were over at Cooper's and watched this guy throw up. Hey, man, I was at Billy Bob's. I heard this guy let the loudest fart yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Well, you hope, you hope, <laughs> you tell you, you tell yourself that they forget those stories. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the best way you to go yourself. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody remembers that. Well, no, and if they do, I hope they out, remember right. it and laugh because that really was an embarrassing moment. But if I was the guy outside, I would be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Not at him, but just like, dude, because I'm telling you. Man, that like, sucks. It's like a megaphone, you know? Oh, oof. funny that you had that. Yeah. I've had that. Well, and you're talking about a shot. I've had a guy one time say, man, come do a shot with me, this biker guy. And he brings out, and was one, that's why I know what a prairie fire is. Never had one since. Didn't have one before and haven't had so one So the biker since. guy gave you the. He gives me this prayer. Fire. You got to try this. Tabasco and tequila. Yuck. Legitimately, you take the shot; it gets on your vocal cords. You can't talk. Yeah. <gasps> it's like it's like it's like a, a leaving or fear and loathing in Las Vegas yeah. when they got dust in there. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. no so I'm just back. if they, if somebody says, "Hey man, you want to pray for?" I say, "Hell no!" You know what it is now. Yeah, that's why uh, I don't I don't like taking shots, man. Because it once it gets down in there, it's just no coming back. I've only had that with one shot, and that's absinthe. 
they had oh an absent bar in in Dallas, and it's like here, here's a shot, and you you think, oh, the movies make it look cool, and you take that shot, and it's just all black licorice, oh. and it's just right back in there. It just my body would not let it go down. <laughs> I don't know so, I could, so you've kind of had some interesting experience for an underage human being. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that yeah. one right I, there. I mean. Made, I've uh I've been in too many bars. I'm not even 21. I've been in way too many, but I got my feel of, feel of it early. So well, and you know that's kind of the benefit, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I I pretty much drank from the time I was 14 in bars till the till I was about 40. You know, <laughs> <laughs> some people get their feel of it. Some people like it. And I I don't really I'm sober now. So it, right. Uh, but two I got years, my right? fill of yeah, yeah almost two years. But part of it is if I wanted to be serious in this business, I realized that you can't you can't really indulge in all the shit yeah, that yeah. comes along with yeah, it. Right? You got to learn that right now while you're young. Yeah, yeah I learned that right now while I'm young. Well, dude, I'm that was sarcasm on it, DJ. A little bit. A little you bit. You learned it when you were young. I'm not a good drinker. Well, I do not like. A- who actually really is a good drinker? Like what is I think really good about? There's a time limit it? for everybody. Yeah, there there is. We it's and like you a, know, <laughs> what's funny is there's this one little area. It's like a compressor. You know what a compressor does? Yeah. It squeezes it in where everything fits inside the. You know, you got level the top level and the bottom level. Most of the time, you're either under the, the bottom level of the compressor or you're over the top level, <laughs> which means you're fucked up, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we don't even need the compressor drinking. No. no. Oh man! <laughs> and then on top of that, trying to do it on like trying to drink on stage. Oh, insane! You got people coming up to you. Take this shot. Take this shot, dude. I used to try to figure out all kinds, of, and this is funny. I used to try to figure out all kinds of ways to not offend people. Take the shot, man. I'm gonna do a great job. I'm gonna take the shot and grab this empty beer bottle and spit it in this beer bottle. I never got good at spitting it in there. It'd be all over the front of my shirt. So finally, they're offended. I, yeah, they're, they're offended. You spit out, and you try to let them think that you don't know. It's yeah. just, you know, and dude, I just go, now. <laughs> and then we get done. Hey, you want that? You're going to drink double because I'm not drinking. I don't ever complain about them. I don't announce all the time. Or I tell the bartenders, hey, man, bring me, if somebody orders something, put some tea in a shot glass and say I like whiskey. There you go. You know, or bring me some water. I'm a straight vodka drinker. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the bartenders being your advocate. Right? And then what you do is go ahead and sell them the Slip highest them a little bit of money. highest whiskey or highest tequila can, and you give it to somebody at the bar and tell them how much I love them. That's right. <laughs> that's, right. that's the best way, man. Yeah, you can say, hey, man, I like really good whiskey. Yeah. Do, you, do you have any songs about drinking? Uh, Songs about drinking. That is a segue. That is a segue. You know, I just try. Well, you know what? I he try. said he's not a very good drinker, so we write songs about not being a very. I don't good think drink. I have a good drinking song. Oh. I don't. I don't think I do. Uh, not yet, at least. Not yet. I need to. That's what I need. I need a drinking song. You ever heard of that uh, Coetzel song? It's like, uh, give me a song about beer cans of whiskey. Anyways, the more that song he's saying, like you need a drinking song. You need a party song. Oh yeah. So well, you stop writing about throwing up at Coopers. Yeah, that's a great. That's, that's yeah. yeah, yeah, diabolical Coopers throw up scene. <laughs> Got that, that guy would be flattered to know. I, I think he would be. I think he would be too. I think it would be kind of one of those deals. It'd be a win all the way around. Oh yeah, yeah. That's funny. Oh, well, man. cool. Well, what else you got up your sleeve for playing? Let's see what you got. Uh, okay, we can do uh, anything you want. Let's do uh, together. This is my first single. Uh, so another love song goes like this. I 
I was never one to slow things down Going 90 miles an hour Headed straight towards the ground Yeah, girl, it ain't no surprise When I looked into your eyes And I was lost Till you found me You found me At the bottom of a bottle Neck deep in sorrow I don't know how you did it Girl, you didn't I don't know how I got so lucky But trust me when I say Gonna hold on forever As long as we're together All the ones who for sure did me in Start a good thing just to watch it end Yeah, girl, now I know it's true That I can't make it without you Killer stuff, man. We're we're coming to the end of our uh, hour, and uh, usually we uh, 
So where can where can we find you at on the internet, man? So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just I don't have a website quite yet, but I'm on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Just Kate Calloway Music. Uh, just anywhere, anywhere. I got my that. Like I said, the album's out now, and uh, you found it on all streaming entities. Spotify, oh yeah, Apple, everywhere, everywhere you can everywhere. get it. Man, you know you're on this jukebox right here too. Do you know you're on all AMI jukeboxes? Oh man, I didn't you even didn't think know that. about oh, that. We'll, we'll, we'll pull it up here in a minute. We'll pull it up here in a minute. Yeah, take yeah. a picture with your face next to it. Man. See, you know you made it. Now it's not quite as cool as the Waffle House jukebox. Oh, that's because oh they you're use Waffle touch House, tunes. You can actually listen. Yeah, and and man, this is AMI, right? That takes a little but, bit more. On yeah, it's touch a little, tunes, it's a little but, touch yeah. tunes, a little bit more. Yeah. I actually had Squeezebox ask me about that today. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah, everybody's always asking, you know. But yeah, you're on here. I saw it the other day. Smith artists, a lot of them wind up on this jukebox. Well, cool. we deliver to it, and uh, yeah, they're we, very accepting yeah. of of new music too. AMI is a huge supporter of the independent artist. I would agree well, with shout that. Shout out to them for that. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah.